the biggest myth is uh, that uh, uh, VR is uh, the future. <laughs> well, uh, and uh, like actually, uh, this is a myth before, because uh, it's already here it's all, and it's already used. Uh, it just uh, that uh, people don't see it uh, because their friends are not using it. Uh, like uh, it's not used in, uh, for personal use. But in the industrial sector, in the enterprise, this is mm -hmm. already a reality. And this is one. Uh, and second one, uh, it's uh, that to make uh, an immersive experience, you need uh, VR devices or... Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Expert. I'm your host, Devin Miller, a serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast. Anatoly uh, Landovich, and that's as close as I'm going to get to pronouncing it. Um, but Anatoly, uh, uh, we're going to be chatting a little bit about uh, a few different uh, good, great topics, which include uh, team building, um, how do you leverage uh, augmented reality and virtual reality um, within your business, and also looking a little bit about how to go about uh, building some internal processes within the business to set it up for success. So with that much as a uh, introduction, welcome on the podcast, Anatoly. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, uh, yeah, so go ahead, or maybe just uh, to kick things off, uh, why don't you take just uh, a minute or two and just as a quick reminder to the audience. So Anatoly has been on our sister podcast, The Inventive Journey. So if you haven't had a chance to go check out uh, his full journey, certainly invite you to do so. Um, but for those people that haven't had a chance to uh, check out your full journey yet, yeah, take a minute or two and just uh, introduce yourself to, to the audience and tell us a little bit about uh, who you are. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Anatoly Landeshev. Uh, I, I am a co-founder and CTO of Visertech company. Uh, at Visertech, we do VR, AR, and 3D plus infrastructure for industry, uh, like industrial companies. And uh, we are already for 12 years in the market, and we uh, have a lot of experience in uh, VR, AR, 3D. And uh, that's actually like what I've been doing for most of my life. <laughs> so so uh, I hope uh, I'll be able to, to to tell something new and interesting about it. No, I think that uh, great background and uh, definitely uh, looking forward to a, a great conversation. So uh, with that, you know, one of the maybe uh, one of the areas that uh, we chatted about before and certainly is in your wheelhouse is with regards to augmented and virtual reality. Now, I think that on the one hand, you know, there's a place for it. And yet on the other hand, businesses and individuals and that have kind of struggled to help uh, find that right place or how to leverage it or utilize it to uh, be an asset to the business. So kind of uh, kicking it off, uh, walk us through a little bit or give us a bit of insight how if you're a business and looking to, to leverage uh, augmented and virtual reality or, you know, what are some of the things to consider? Um, okay, so uh, actually, uh, like, uh, augmented reality is uh, now, like, more widely sp spread across individual users than uh, virtual reality, and that's because, uh, 
the devices that people use, like uh, iPhones, like usual smartphones, can support it. And uh, the, the biggest problem with VR for uh, individual users is that uh, uh, there are not so many users who buy VR devices. Yes, and uh, this is like easily explained because, like for example, when the first iPhone appeared, uh, it just replaced the phones. And phone is a device that people usually use. Like they they were used to using phones. And uh, a VR device is a completely new device. Yeah, and uh, uh, people are just not used to using VR devices. This is something completely new. And there should be something really like great uh, to it, which helps users uh, in like everyday life, so they are motivated to buy it. And uh, like that's why uh, for individual users, VR devices are not uh, spread as much. Uh, however, uh, for uh, Industrial companies, it's all uh, different because uh, uh, there are already applications for uh, VR that uh, reduce uh, the costs for uh, enterprises, make work more effective, uh, allow people to work remotely. And uh, these companies, like uh, they all, they're already in, uh, they already like buy this, these devices, so they use them. And so this is like already the market and the niche. Uh, so I would say that uh, uh, like for, uh, for, for personal, uh, for individual users, uh, like probably AR is more widely spread and uh, it can be like, there, there may be applications for uh, shopping, like gaming, uh, beauty, like uh, the beauty sphere in AR is uh, pretty big, yeah. Uh, and it's all, it's all for individual, uh, like B2C, yeah, so it's all for a wide audience. And uh, uh, so maybe VR, just it, dive in there, just maybe one follow up question to that. So walk us through a little bit. So you said, okay, you know, our consumer base is, is still kind of figuring things out. One of the areas of uh, good applicability is within the industrial type applications, but what are some of the applications or some of the, the businesses that uh, tend to readily adopt it and, and having success uh, using it? You mean AR? Yeah. Augmented reality, yeah? Yep. Uh, well, uh, so uh, the ones we were, we've been working with, uh, uh, they are mostly using AR for... Uh, advertising promotion uh, uh there was like uh, th there were also very interesting applications in ar when it was used like for uh, very complex engineering things like uh, helping uh, uh just uh, the construction workers to see more details about what's behind the walls like uh, the pipes or something like that like uh, uh g getting more information uh in a more in, more, in a more convenient way yeah, like instead of looking at uh, some uh, uh, char charts, uh, like uh, drawings, uh, they can just uh, see them in augmented reality. And uh, that's what like make, makes it uh, more uh, efficient, like um, it's it just more convenient also. Uh, like, uh, this is uh, the industrial use. Uh, and uh, like mostly uh, we are seeing AR specifically in uh, advertising when uh, it helps uh, you know, like uh, customers uh, to see the product, uh, uh, to feel it uh, like in real size, real dimensions. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, add uh, some 
extra experience on top of a physical product. For example, like you buy something physical and then with the help of AR, uh, you can see some experience with it, uh, which is like something that's not built into the product, but it goes uh, uh, in an application. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, there are even uh, from the famous examples, uh, maybe you know, uh, uh, there are wines <laughs> where uh, you, you just uh, po point uh, the phone camera to the bottle and you see the whole story. Like, so this is one of the app applications when there's just a product, just a bottle of wine. Yeah. And you, with the help of the device, you see uh, the whole story and it's uh, like somehow represents the brand and uh, gives more individualism probably to this specific brand. Mm. Uh, so that's why uh, that's how businesses use AR, and no, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and for VR, <laughs> uh, the cases uh, are a bit different. Like uh, we, like it's used a lot for trainings. Uh, this is like one one approach is uh, that uh, uh, VR training is uh, like very effective. Because mm -hmm. it uh, represents, uh, like, it uh, almost repeats the uh, real life training. Uh, and uh, you can uh, just create uh, the same uh, area, the, the same uh, like environment uh, as in real life. And users just, uh, they repeat the same actions in this environment and they have like physical memory about uh, what they should do. And then uh, they can come to the real environment and repeat it. And uh, like it, maybe it seems not that big when we uh, talk about it uh, just sitting in our <laughs> in our houses. But uh, for example, in industries such as uh, like construction, uh, oil and gas, uh, uh, maritime, uh, this is actually a big thing because the cost of training people uh, on site they are uh, pretty pretty high. Uh, and uh, also to in these industries to get to the uh, site uh, you also need to pass uh, different certifications you need to be trained uh, like for like safety training etc and this uh, this is all uh, like costs so this is uh, people's time this is uh, uh, their travel like uh, uh, also the time of instructors and uh, uh, vr applications they help to automate all this and uh, mm. so this is one uh, this is one uh, application but there are also other applications like uh, uh, it's also uh, used to, to help take decisions for example uh, uh, nowadays uh, the designers uh, the uh, engineers uh, that are that actually take decisions about the changes on these uh, uh, objects like uh, oil rigs uh, or uh, on Huge uh, ships like tankers, uh, they they can uh, measure very precisely uh, all the like the distances uh, and see the real picture and uh, even uh, try to add like different new equipment uh, to these objects uh, sitting at their home. They even don't need to come to the object because they can do it all in uh, virtual reality. Um, mm. And uh, like some projects we are working on, they are just about that. So uh, it also helps to take decisions and it reduces uh, cost also by uh, helping uh, 
people like work remotely and also like in, in, even in other, in other countries and use more uh, like more talent. Uh, hmm. So really uh, a lot of applications. And uh, now, now there is such a term, like it's very, uh, it's now be- becoming quite popular. It's uh, uh, called digital twin. Like uh, uh, there is a real uh, environment, and you just uh, like take the CAD files like of, of your environment. Like uh, it's us- there are usually CAD files for equipment, like uh, uh, environments, and then and you can uh, then uh, get it into the uh, virtual world, so to say, and you reconstruct all the same environment, and. Uh, uh, then, like you can do like everything in this virtual environment. You can simulate things. You can take decisions. You can work together collaboratively in this environment, and then like apply uh, things to the real environment. And it goes even further. Like with the help of IoT, <laughs> uh, the actions in the virtual environment can be actually uh, bound to the things in real environment. But this is like where the world goes now. Like so, the factory workers in I don't know ten years will be working from home. <laughs> no, I think that uh, makes sense. A lot of a uh, lot of opportunity and a, a lot of uh, possibilities there. So now shifting gears just a little bit, but I think goes a, a bit along with this, which is you know one of the other areas that uh, that we talked a little bit uh, before the podcast about, which is I think always important is as a business getting some of those internal processes in place. In other words, you can have some of the greatest tools, the greatest technology, and and be able to leverage that. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the right team in place and they don't have the right internal processes, it's not going to get you very far and it's not going to set you up for success. And so kind of any thoughts along, you know, as you're building out the business, how do you get those internal pro- or processes in place to, to make sure you're, you're set up for success? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, the main thing probably is uh, that uh, there should be a clear vision for a business. And this is like uh, the, the main thing, which uh, like, everyone should be aligned uh, on to. Yeah, so in our case, uh, our vision is uh, 3D, uh, uh, VR, AR, 3D plus infrastructure for industry. And like uh, uh, everyone in, in the company should be like passionate about it and uh, like w- want to, to build this company that uh, makes specifically this. And uh, the first uh, thing is actually like culture. Yeah, so you, uh, first you, uh, you want these people that uh, you can, rely on that want uh, to make this together with you and uh, uh, like uh, especially the first 10 people in the company are very important the, uh, for, for this culture uh, and then like uh, when the company g- grows bigger and we uh, we've been having some some growth <laughs> uh, so when it when it go, uh, becomes uh, bigger, some structure becomes uh, needed because uh, like there are like people need to agree about where are uh, their responsibilities like what they're responsible for uh, and so like uh, there's usually some uh, structure to it uh, and uh, there are teams uh, we we prefer like not so, so much like individual approach but better like a team approach when there is a team of uh, specialists in different uh, uh, that are good at different uh, spheres, uh, and in in our case, like uh, the applications we do, they require a, a lot of dif- different knowledge. Like uh, we have uh, specialists, uh, some in three uh, D, for example, and uh, some specialists in servers. 
but they they are working in in the same team and each of them has uh, their uh, own knowledge but together they are working on the product and uh, uh, i think that uh, like once you have that uh, especially the, the constant improvement in each of teams in each of the teams uh, is important and also the uh, improvement of, of the strategies uh, on the uh, level of the whole company like uh, there are some things that are uh, some decisions that are taken in the on the team level and uh, when there is a really good decision that worked in one of the teams for example uh, sometimes you want uh, to consider it for the whole company level and uh, then you you like gather with uh, the representatives from from different teams and you discuss it and uh, you uh, integrate uh, these decisions into the whole company. Uh, and this way, like the constant constant improvement, <laughs> this is probably uh, the main thing. So, uh, because there's nothing perfect, but uh, when we are uh, constantly improving, uh, mm -hmm. our changes, our chances uh, of success, so they are also improving. No, I think that uh, that makes sense. Now building on top of that, so now, one of the things that goes along with that is kind of getting the the right team members on board and getting getting that uh, that right team set up. So, kind of as you're going through that, and how do you identify what are those right team members or the the team to build in place that allow you to get those processes in place for them to buy into the you know kind of buy into the the vision and the, the direction of the company. Any any additional thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, like uh, how to select the right people. Uh, that's the question. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the main thing probably is, uh, getting things done. <laughs> like we, we usually not so many, we're, we're not looking at uh, experience that much. Like uh, we, uh, often, uh, the people that work, uh, in our company, they are even doing something for the first time, but, uh, they have a really strong record of things they, uh, did successfully before. And mm -hmm. we're looking for that uh, attitude of uh, you know, people who complete things, who, who make them done. Uh, and uh, for people who had challenges in their life and who who've overcame uh, those challenges. Uh, also, like leadership is important, but maybe, maybe not every person uh, is uh, equally a nice leader. But we all, we are also looking at uh, these skills, and uh, yeah, of, of course, uh, the the knowledge of the technology of different tools like uh, mm -hmm. all this is important. But uh, we believe in learning, and uh, like often uh, the people that are uh, clever and that are smart, uh, they are able to learn, and uh, so the main the main traits are. Probably those that uh, I told, uh, and uh, of course, uh, like uh, of course, there, there need to be uh, specialists in the industry because, like, of course, uh, we provide professional services, and we cannot provide them just by hiring uh, like good people without experience. So uh, uh, we have uh, the leads uh, with uh, this experience, and like people who work in our company for over. A year like several years uh, they of course also have this experience in our company 
But when hiring, we are usually looking more for the culture, for the past, uh, uh, for the uh, for this understanding that uh, the person behaved uh, the right way in in, in the past. But we're, mm. we're looking for it even more than for a specific experience because. Like even probably because our niche, uh, the company now operating, it's uh, not that uh, widely spread, and uh, some things we do like not so many. There are not so many people uh, that had uh, experience of doing something similar, like uh, doing this uh, VR, AR, three D for infrastructure. Uh, sometimes uh, people come from game development. Uh, some people that uh, like work on backends, frontends, uh, servers, they come just from like other niches. Some even from healthcare, like they were they were doing like healthcare software before that, or some other kinds of software. And of course, uh, they, they are getting this domain experience uh, uh, in our company. Awesome. No, I think that's uh, definitely some uh, great insight and uh, some great takeaways. So. Now, as uh, as we are reaching towards the end of the the podcast, I uh, we're, I always like to wrap up with uh, one question, so we'll dive to or jump to that now. Um, so that question is: is within your industry, what is the biggest myth, and why is it wrong? Well, uh, <laughs> probably uh, the biggest myth is uh, that uh, VR is the future <laughs> oh, uh, and uh, like actually uh, this is a myth before because uh, it's already here it's all, and it's already used uh, it just uh, that uh, people don't see it uh, because their friends are not using it uh, like uh, it's not used in, uh, for personal use but in the industrial sector uh, in the enterprise this is mm -hmm. already a reality and this is one. Uh, and second one, uh, it's uh, that to make uh, an immersive experience, you need uh, VR devices or like you need AR. Like nowadays, uh, it's possible also to make it just in 3D. And uh, a lot of there are a lot of experiences that are like uh, cross-platform and. Uh, uh, they are available for people who have no VR devices just in 3D on their uh, laptop or on their, on their PC and sometimes even on, in the browser, browser. But they also like, have a version for VR so uh, people can onboard to it uh, gradually as VR becomes more popular nowadays. No, awesome. That's oh, no, a great uh, method to spell and I think that you know, people, when they hear augmented and virtual reality and especially AR, you know, they either have one of two conceptions, either, hey, that's, why would I ever use that? That's a waste of time and it, it's not going to be any or it'd be any good. Or they or think about all the cool things that you could do with it, but not, not really the the practical applications. But I, I like your takeaway that I think there are some uh, real world and practical applications that you can leverage with uh, in different industries that uh, can uh, make it uh, beneficial to uh, keep ahead of the curve and to give you some uh, advantages uh, within your business. So I think that's a, a great myth to dispel and a, a great takeaway. Well, and, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Just and the last thing, like we are all waiting for uh, Apple Vision Pro <laughs> uh, to get to the uh, to, to to the release, uh, and uh, 
Yeah, well, I believe that if it's at least 50% at the level uh, they uh, promoted, <laughs> uh, this will be a huge step uh, uh, forward in this dimension. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, now as we are uh, wrapping up the, the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Mm -hmm. uh, you can get, get, go to the website, visortech.com, and uh, we have a contact form there, we have an email, so just write us. Uh, also, you can find me on the LinkedIn uh, Anatoly Landyshev. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the best way. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, support a great business, and uh, if nothing else, uh, make a new best friend. So with that, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you listeners are out there, if you can help us to share this expertise with even more startups and small businesses, uh, just go and uh, click subscribe, leave us a review, um, and uh, click share helps us uh, to make or help even more businesses along their journey to success. And on that note, if you ever need help with uh, along your journey with patents or trademarks or anything else, uh, feel free to go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. We are always here to help. Well, thank you again, Anatoly, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. <laughs>